All right, welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! All right, here I go. I'm in now this year, right? Here we go. Ready, Dylan? Oh, Irish, Irish crickets. And guess what we got? Special guest all the way from Cleveland, Ohio, Jerry Ferrara. Jerry! I am so jealous that I did not come up with Irish crickets. It's <laughs> sweeping the nation. Everywhere I look on social media, everyone's sending Irish cricket posts. Uh, well done. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. My brother Tim. By. My brother Tim. Tim Dillon, Jerry. Tim Dillon. Yeah, we're actually trying to find out. We need some crack research people to find out if the Dillon family actually invented this. I bet my brother Tim could tell me where he learned it. I mean, I would love to know. He heard it somewhere. They say it comes from Boston, and Jerry, apparently it's derogatory. Dylan and I are not offended. No, I mean... It's derogatory? I'm a Notre Dame fan. I don't have a problem with the fighting Irish either, but uh, right, exactly. it's all good. I mean, you're kind of saying, like, the Irish... Open they, a lot of beers, maybe but I, they do. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to open another one immediately. <laughs> Have you been listening to the podcast, Jerry? The ones you're not on? I do listen to the ironic. Yes, I do listen to the podcast. So you know the real dynamics behind the scenes, but what the world seems to be thinking is that Kevin Connolly bullies me. I've seen it. What do you what do you think, Jerry? Uh, listen, I think it's more of like a brotherly Thank thing, you. and I think it's I think it's like the scorecards are even. You guys go it's at each payback. other pretty good. I, I got payback. it a ten ten round. Uh-huh. I don't have anyone ahead, or but I don't look at it as bullying. I think you guys like give each other, you know, a little ribbing every now and then, but it's all out of love. Thank you, Jerry. I agree, and and I think I take my fair share on this side as well. I don't know why people aren't recognizing that. I don't even know why you're so thankful. I'd ra- much rather be the bully than the nerd. They're calling me a fucking nerd. I got someone on Instagram hey, going, I was the businessman. I, I would beat up on you a little bit, too. <laughs> the Mastro story alone, Doug, you you know, you got a little... But those, I mean, were, those were the old days when I was young. Now I'm old. I mean, Connolly's... <laughs> that's what we're talking about. The funny thing I said to Connolly the other day, I'm like, are you 40 yet? He's like, what are you talking about? You're trying to... So, Jerry, I'm saying the same thing to you. You're not 40. Jerry's 40. Yeah, uh, I am going to be 41 in one month from today. Bro. Jerry, Doug said something the other day or, or a few weeks ago, ridiculous. Like, yeah, Jerry is 34. I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> Jerry's 40 years old. What are you talking Time about? Time is not he stopped. Doesn't, he does not want to uh, accept the fact. He looks like he's 28, though. It is honestly really depressing. I mean, I really do look at Jerry like, Jerry was like the little, little brother, and I don't get how you're going to be 41. I think something happened when, like, when we ended the show, it's almost like we all got frozen in embers, like frozen in time. And we all think of each other from like the final scene of season eight where yeah. we were all like, we're like in that. It's like a time capsule moment where we're like still that age. I mean, shit, I was 30, I think. We're 31 when we shot. And I actually saw that picture of that airport shot of us in the Lincoln recently. And that was the last thing ever. You guys will cover it at some point on the Victory Pod. That was the last shot. In the history of the show. How old were you during the pilot? When we shot the pilot, I was 23. And then by the time we got picked up and started shooting episode two, I was freshly uh, 24. I mean, like the second time I met Connolly ever was at like his 30th birthday party. That's right. Oh, yeah. my God. So anyway, uh, we're back from the weekend. So one thing, not, not to whatever, we just got to say a little prayer. Marv, Marv the accountant. My dad is uh, having surgery literally right now as we speak. Oh, right. He's gonna he's gonna yeah. be good of though. Of course he is. He's gonna he's be so good. Eighty eight, but 88. he's he's gonna come out of this by the end of the day. He's gonna be good. So we're just saying a little prayer out yeah, to Marv. Yeah, prayers up we from, will. from yeah. Marv. And we love, love him, and uh, and we're gonna get into season two, episode six, Chinatown, which which Jerry and Kevin. 
Dylan really crushed this episode. Of course, Connolly does too. But honestly, you guys really, I watched it last night and it was pretty phenomenal. Hey, but, but, Doug, before we, yeah. before we do this, I want to, I just want to address this moving forward because I think we owe it to the audience before we jump into the episode. Can we talk about the trivia incident last week? Okay. So what Kevin means by the incident, Kevin had this idea. Kevin really, he is a businessman, but Kevin's creative ideas on this show have been phenomenal. One, he wanted to do the show, which I was like, I don't know. And it turns out it's been fun and great. And then he says, let's bring this Maddie Stew on and talk trivia, which I know with all the fans who are DMing me how pissed off they are because they think they know more than Maddie Stew, who I think knows more than anyone is Jerry Ferrara. Like, I agree. That's Jerry, why I yeah. called Jerry for questions, but Jerry had the same thing, which is like, how hard do you make the questions? It's just... I admit, I had the idea, but I failed with my questions. I feel bad. Maddie Stew's taking a shit ton of heat from people on the internet, and everybody <laughs> wants to challenge him. Yeah. Yeah. Two, so it's really two questions. And Jerry, this is for you as well. Do we do a, a segment where we do a, a tournament? Do we do we have somebody challenge Matty Stu? Oh, I think we have like three guys and let them battle it out. Like wait, Jeopardy? Wait, yeah. I got a, I got a buzzer. A, I have a bunch of women on messages who said they know the show. And the truth is, we really do want to hear from the women fans of this show and whoever's out there. We got this Allie K girl who sent some very, very aggressive messages, yes, by the way. She's got a potty mouth. Yeah, but, she's potty but mouth. she's got some ideas. And uh, we, we definitely have to get something going where we could bring the fans in because it was it was fun. And Maddie Stu, you're a nice you're a nice guy. But I don't know. You didn't know. I think when he saw Dylan he got nervous. I, I do. And then he, I think he would admit that. I think he got nervous when boom, you pop up and Dylan is staring at you through the, through the eye oh, of, an, of an Apple no. computer. I had um, met him years ago. So we already but, knew each But other. I guess the question is, where do we get the trivia? Jerry, I know you're the best. I could do it. It really boils down to like the difficulty level, right? right. Like, uh, and we're going to talk about Chinatown. There's some video games in the episode. So if this is a video game, where do you want to set the difficulty? You want to go, Pro, yes. <laughs> do you want to go all pro? Do you want all to go pro. Hall of Fame, right? Hall like, fame. you tell me. You know, it's funny I, I, about I mean, three of them. You go as hard as possible. Well, the, yeah. three of them the funny there. way that Jerry puts it, though, does show the difference in our ages. Because I was thinking Jeopardy. You're thinking video games, but I'm like. I'm thinking video games. <laughs> there's the 200 level, the 400, 600, 800, 1,000. So either way, we could go pro, medium, slow. But I think we bring a couple of people on. We and, should do pro. Well, Hall of Fame. Well, it should be Hall of Fame. It should be Hall of Fame and let him battle. Yeah, I think you guys got to do it. I think it's a great episode and you could do it now so easily uh, with Zoom and everything. And I think you come up with a fun little prize for them, you know. Uh, you got I victory think you got to do idea. it. I'll help host it or I I'll love help it. Do, come up with the questions. Jerry, yeah. you and I yes, can put our Jerry. heads together to come up with the questions. That's what we should do. We're going right. to have 10 questions, Jerry and I. Together. Free merch, head to toe, for them and all their friends. Here's what I'd like to say, though, to the people out there, the fans that are listening. Please, Doug's got a good point. Please, please listen stop. to what Doug is about please to say. Please stop DMing. We'll put up a post. We'll put a handsome picture of Jerry, and you can write... This is who I am. This is what I know. And we'll, we'll try to get back to you that way. But stop the DMs. It's the really... Main, yeah, you gotta I just thought of a great team. question. What do you got? Okay. In the episode of Chinatown, what belt did Johnny Drama achieve? I know that. Nope. I know that. What is it? Green. No. That's right. But no, the green. yellow one, which he's wearing, no. he only wore yellow because it makes his eyes pop. Exactly. Trick question. Jerry. Trick Boom. question. Exactly. Yeah, he was, was wearing, wearing the yellow, yellow belt, but he said, because I, I, I earned a green. Yeah. I got as high as a green. His eyes pop. 
I got to tell you, go. what's embarrassing go. about that is I watched it this morning and I didn't get it. <laughs> and you wrote it, so that's pretty bad, too. Yeah, I wrote uh, it also. You watched it and you wrote it and you didn't know the answer. So I that's tried to watch the episode, but the winds were, we had 80 mile per hour winds in Malibu and Down I had a blackout. Dylan is having a bad terrible, morning. Terrible day. My gate shut on my car. Also, Dylan, who we know is no technological advanced guy, he likes his old school stuff. Dylan doesn't get that. It sucks to lose your phone because you got to buy a new one. But all your material theoretically should right be there. You go to the Apple store and it should all come right back. But Dylan doesn't know any passwords. He doesn't know anything. I'm screwed, bro. I've also been locked out of, uh, I think I'm locked out. I got to somehow get, I don't know, I got to start over It's going to be a nightmare. Jerry, but maybe you and I, as you are a Hall of Famer of trivia, I am a, uh, I'd like to think I'm a novice, maybe? Okay, I'm not a professional or a (laughs) Hall of Famer, but maybe I can help you balance out what's too difficult. So anyway, let's, you ready, Connelly? So here we are, season two, episode six, Chinatown, take it away, Doug. What do you think? So, you know, we get into this and it's, it's wild to think about the fact that how the world has changed since this episode aired in 2004. We're doing this little Hollywood get-together where they play EA Sports boxing. And now, 16 years later, 30,000-seat arenas are filled with people watching video games. And a lot of people did not understand why we were doing this when it happened. So we were a little ahead of the curve, and we were seeing what was changing. And now, Jerry, you're you're really into this gaming world now for real, though, right? Yeah, that's why I was like really like excited to come on for this episode because that— stuff that you wrote, you know, I remember when I read that, like, I think when I got that script, that's exactly what I was doing. I think I was sitting in a room smoking, playing, <laughs> playing video games when the script back then the scripts would come to your door, uh, when the doorbell <laughs> rang and I got the script. So I was really excited. The two things that always come up for me, whether I'm doing podcasts or running into people on the street are the sneaker episode and how shoe culture was covered and the waiting online stuff. Now it's like common Mm -hmm. theory and it's no big deal. But back then it was never shown on television, let alone on an HBO show the way it was shown. And the video game stuff, like that was so far ahead and it was what was coming. And Mm -hmm. everyone, I remember watched that episode like, wow, does that really happen? A video game tournament? Yes. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And matter of fact, I ran into Michael Buffer a year ago at a Ranger game. Boo. And he came up to me. We were talking and he brought that episode up. And he's like, this gaming thing is a real thing. I'm like, yes, Michael Buffer, it just, is. And just in case yes, anyone... Michael Buffer. Just in case anyone doesn't know, Michael Buffer is, of course, the amazing announcer who does all the boxing. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's so get ready yes. to rumble. We had him on the show. We had him on the show doing that in that in that little scene, which was great. And by the way, the kid who was really funny in the episode we'll talk about, but uh, he's probably 30 now, which is really depressing. Also. Wow. Is it me or does Michael Buffer wake up in hair and makeup? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Great head of like hair. He rolls out of bed in, in, in a hair tuxedo. And makeup, in a tuxedo. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning where, you know, E. Connolly is under some pressure because uh, this Aquaman movie is slowly slipping away. And I love this scene because the guys are really getting on E about making sure he is actually producing as the manager he's supposed to be. So one of the things I remember just behind the scenes stuff is, which you guys may not be interested in, I was obsessed with the kitchen in I that house. It. I agree, dude. Go ahead. It was so outdated and so old, but we had no budget 
and no money to to do anything about it. And I remember our line producer who was great. I was like, we got we got to change the kitchen. And he's like, maybe you know, it was only my my ninth episode of television or fourteenth, whatever. He's like, maybe you don't really understand, but we don't go into houses and redo their kitchens. Like we can't rip it all out. <laughs> so it was a very expensive house with an old school kitchen. You see those pink cabinets, and they bother me. And like a weird green, but also too, Doug. You know, if ever there was an entourage set aside from Ari's office, the kitchen was our our cheers yeah. right that was where most episodes were teed up the first thing i thought was because i knew how much attention you guys spent on that detail i was thinking that kitchen looks like shit it's green <laughs> and pink and small and no depth it's terrible and by the way just other kitchen stories the first house which will always be my favorite house that of course we were, great kitchen we lost it there was a fire but that kitchen we actually did put a lot of money in and what happened the first thing was i don't know i'm a weird guy with kitchens i knew we were going to have a lot of time in the kitchen the original kitchen my original production designer came in with a design for that that kitchen he wanted it to be one of those modern kitchens where it's just one unit and i'm like you know what I'm talking about? And the guys would basically have nowhere to go. What and do you no mean cap- one unit? We're just like a giant open room, like right. no place to sit down, like, like a no York, island. Like a New York City apartment where everything is housed in like a, a, like one <laughs> table. Yeah. And basically everyone would just sit around on a, on a corner of it and not have anywhere to move. So anyway, we worked that out. We did not figure it out in this one, but... That's what it is. So we get into it and the guys are going and uh, and Turtle's got his, he's training for his his video game thing, which have you ever done that, Jerry? Have you ever trained for like a, one of these tournaments? Oh, 100%. Recently, I actually have. It is weird. I, I, I still get a tremendous amount of like street cred in the gaming world and the stuff that I get to do in gaming now, I really do think was all started like back then. Because of that, because the people who are making the decisions are now of that age where they were watching the show when they were younger, up and coming and gaming. Uh, the scene you talk about in the kitchen, I when we're on, I found myself going like on one level, like shit, we're being like usual, really hard on E. <laughs> but then on another level, it's like, you know what? We're not saying things that are completely wrong, though. Like you're on the hook right now. I thought it was a good balance of for the first time, we weren't just being hard on E for oh, no you reason. Guys are he so was in a nice. tough spot. So nice every other episode. Jerry, gaming question <laughs> for you. I know you're involved in like the, it's crazy that they do this, but Jerry's the assistant general manager, the assistant GM for the Knicks gaming team. Am I right, Jerry? Oh, that's right. You are correct. And uh, I should have brought my championship ring out. We won the championship nice. year and his, one. And his, and his rookie season too. So you get a rookie ring. Rookie season. Uh, I got, got a, a I got a, and it's the real ring. It's this real, co- the company that made like the 2018 Cavs ring. Like made a this really ring. It's a solid, real championship. Wow. Ring. Like remember when David Deal showed us the Giants championship yes. ring when he was on set? Like, it, it's that size. It's you can like never a wear a it out in public. <laughs> yeah, weighs, it like weighs my hand down. Obviously you, you can play these games, but you're better at spotting talent. talent. You're better at finding a 14-year-old kid from wherever and saying, I want this this guy. We should get this guy because he's really good. Yeah, the, the easiest way to explain it, and this is like, I, I, I go through this a lot, but if you could really just allow your mind to think about it like traditional sports, right? I know it's hard to imagine because it's a bunch of guys pressing buttons and it's not anything physical, but in terms of constructing a team, 
Like we have to look for a point guard and someone who can run pick and roll. And we have to find a center who you could go with a rim protector or you could have a pick and pop center. You are designing a team based on all the traditional basketball rules. It's kind of like GM simulator school because obviously the stakes aren't nearly as high. Well, the stakes are actually getting really high. They're high, but not as high as like the Knicks. But what's interesting, Jerry, if you recall, Jerry 10 years ago maybe said, you know what I'd rather do than act is I want to be a GM. Do you remember when I called the Jets? I spoke to Steve Tannenbaum. He's like, if Jerry wants to come work here, do you remember? And learn how to be a GM, which you'd be with the Jets right now. You want to kill yourself. But you <laughs> By know. the way, maybe they should have really pressed that. For <laughs> well, I'd like to think I maybe would have led them in a different direction yeah. uh, if I would have rose the ranks in the in the in the front office. All right. Well, I hope you're. I hope you're going to take over the Jets. And speaking of these DMs, someone did DM me about the victory merchandise and was like, why don't we have jet colors? And I, I thought it was a joke and I wrote, ha ha. And they wrote back that they're serious. So somebody still wants jets colors. Doug, you were ahead of the, ahead of the curve on the gaming thing, because now instead of a giant club, they're selling out literally the Staples Center. Yes. Maybe right. even bigger, actually. They maybe even the Meadowlands. I'm not sure around the world. This, this thing is a multi, multi-billion dollar industry and, and kids love to watch. They watch more than regular TV. They watch Twitch and they watch people play video games. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to age us out of the thing, but you know, I guess once upon a time, people thought, why would you want to watch other people play sports? <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's that was a uh, long time ago. Doug. It's huge though. It is huge. And uh, it's grown. But let's not growing. forget why you wrote this, Doug. How many hours in your office did we spend playing fight night? I mean, let's be honest, hours and hours. I mean, we probably, if not for all the time that Jerry and I and others in that office played those video games, we probably would have done 200 episodes. Right, right. That was the only downside to that. But I remember quite often, like, having some time swinging by the office and then you and I go and Ali Marciano <laughs> in like a bloodbath for three out of five fights. Who would and, win that yeah. one? Jerry was better than me for sure. He was with either guy. You know, there were videos. Doug was sneaky good though. Doug had some, Doug had some talent. He really did. He yeah. pushed me to the limit. How about when we uh, did that commercial? Need for Speed. Me and Jerry did a, a Need for Speed commercial. I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but it was really fun and funny. Well, that's a video that game. That was a. It was a video game, Need for Speed. It's a popular Speed. like racing, Car racing game, and uh, me and Dylan were the, the bellhops yes. or something, or the yes. ballet parkers. Wow, <laughs> is there any parkers. way to get that? Yeah, tape? It was on oh, TV. Yeah. Let the businessman um, figure it out. That I could figure out. <laughs> I'm sure. And we shot that. I remember it was wasn't that the new when uh, the, the W in Hollywood just opened up? Yeah, and they had I don't know like probably five million dollars in cars in that front parking yes. lot because yes. we were doing so shoots in front of the cars. Just, yeah. Yeah, it was insane. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. So anyway, we get to the agency. It's a funny scene, and we and we uh, we we move on to this game store that Conley wants to talk about. Jerry, do you have any recollection of where we filmed that? Hundred uh, percent. We filmed that at EB Games on Universal City Walk. Yes, what? I remember that as well. Yeah. Yes. City Walk. Yep. Yes. 100%. Because I, I was living in Studio City, so that was a real easy drive home for me. That's why I remember. And yeah. shout outs in that agency meeting. Uh, the Liz character who said Vince should do TV. Some would say in hindsight, she was right. Vince could have been Jon Snow if he listened to Liz. This is true. Well, so. it is interesting. Just looking back at that time, we were ahead of the curve on video games, but we were behind on the fact that movie stars were going to start doing TV and commercials because obviously we know, I, I, I mean, off the top of my head, McConaughey does commercials all the time. But and- you weren't behind it. You were in front of it because you we were a TV show making fun of TV shows, so you weren't really making fun of it. Right. You were saying it's almost like you predicted it. 
Well, maybe, I guess, but I, I well, guess— Well, at the time, all they would do is foreign commercials. Right. They, no, they didn't want any Americans to see them. Right, and now and they, they don't care. they would pay good money. They would pay really good yeah. money, and now they don't care if you see the commercials. So you see McConaughey, and I, I don't know who else. Oh, but- McConaughey, Bradley Cooper. These guys all get paid millions of dollars doing commercials overseas that you can't even find online. But I'm talking about now American commercials that you would have right. never had them do— 15 years ago, and right. now they do it. Like and they Paul Giamatti it. doing a commercial, you don't go, eh, that's weird. You go, okay, cool. Right. Two things we were talking about before we got in. I mean, Adrian just looks like a freaking movie star. He's now, handsome. Like, he honestly, 15 years ago, like, we're like, we passed, cast the perfect guy, but now when I watch it, He's so good in that scene where he's fucking with you and telling you like you got to do it. And Jerry's great, and I and I love you know my favorite line of the thing is where he says to you know it's a tax deduction and Connell he's like you got to make an income to have a tax deduction. So, <laughs> so like us, we bust on each other all the time. So what else do you remember about that scene? Anything? And and what was that game, in the game we were playing? Store? Yeah, was that Fight Night? What was that game? That that was Fight Night, and um. Just, it, and even in rewatching that, it makes you think about like, again, like time capsule points, like the game stores and stuff like that just aren't like that anymore. Now they're like, they're almost like blockbuster videos. <laughs> like they're like mm-hmm. for blast from the past. It just doesn't exist. But, um, I like the, the, the drug test stuff, which I remember too, when we did that, I'm like, okay, how, like, I remember thinking clean urine, <laughs> clean urine, <laughs> right? So like, no this is almost thing. like performance enhancing drugs. That's how I made sense of it. It's like, oh yeah, I'm an athlete. They want to make sure I'm not cheating. Cause I, <laughs> that, I just thought that that was really funny. Is there anything like that in, in video games? I mean, are you allowed to take Adderall? Are you allowed to do whatever you want? I'm only asking the question. Let's put it this way. If they don't drug test them right now, I guarantee in the next 10 years, this is so much money that goes into this stuff, they'll, they'll probably Drug tell test me. them for what? Like, well, it's going to make your brain work fast. Adderall's well, going to make you a better player? All right, well, let's put maybe, it this way. Maybe, there's, I don't know. There's, a, there's wine clubs in Europe, 300-year-old Oxford versus Cambridge. They do this. The kids can sniff wine, tell you what region it's from, what country. They're not allowed to take nasal inhalers. Like, they're literally banned, okay? Because it's cheating. It makes their, their <laughs> smell better. So it's a I'm, weird analogy. I don't think so. I think it's, it's actually a very on-par analogy. I no, think Jerry weird. liked it as well. So, I liked uh, it. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> it's weird. So then, uh, any, you got anything to say about your scene, Kevin? Which scene? <laughs> oh, no, here's what, I did, here's what I did want to say. And I want, this is a question for, I, I guess, everybody, but... The one thing, and and I did watch the episode very closely, which I I will admit, hey, I'm gonna nice. start doing. It's about time, I'm bro. gonna start doing it because it really does, and and for me, it just it brings back memories. And what I remember is in that season, in those days, we were grinding. Yes, thirteen, yes. season fourteen two hours a day. Yes. three company moves. Like every time mm. I look, I just feel like, oh my god, that was just the beginning of the day. We were. We were in three different places. 15, Doug was cracking the whip on us and yeah. just beating us up back yeah, then. Yeah, we just had less money. We were doing episodes in fewer days. Yeah, and by the way, while while we were doing that, then I would go back to the office and Rob Weiss and I would have a fight about what the next episode was going to be because we really we really didn't know. We were kind of going as we were doing it, and uh, you know that was that was definitely a tricky time. So. We're doing seven pages a day. That's a lot. Yeah, just so everyone understands that. It sounds like nothing, seven script pages a day. But, you know, a high-end movie can do, you know, a page and a half to three pages oh, a day. yeah. Are you kidding? Uh, even even a movie like Reagan, Dylan's movie that he's doing, I'll bet you they don't do more than three, four pages a day. No, they're doing Eight six, pages seven pages a day. <laughs> Well, that's the uh, new I mean, we great, had a, great analogy, Connor. While I was there, we had some eight pages. It was the biggest script you've ever seen. It came in a box. Oh, okay. I mean, it's like 200 pages. He's just it's not like, that into you. We were doing like two pages, 
page and three eighths. I was like, "What? Well, we should keep going. Let's knock out tomorrow's day's work as well. <laughs> yeah, the, the new show that I'm working on with Matthew Vaughn is an amazing director. He did The Kingsman and Kick-Ass and other movies. He's like, I will pay you to watch you do 10 or more pages because there were days we did 10 plus pages. And- I, I directed a day where we did 10 pages and it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> How did it come out though? Pretty good, but well, just cool. well if you day. throw a walk and talk in there, you're okay. You know, one of those walk and talks makes your day a lot easier. Yeah. And then we go to Earth Cafe, one of our favorite places to always go, where it's where it's E and Vince are with Ari and they find out that they're big money in the commercials. So Well, let me ask you a question. What's the story behind Earth Cafe? Because that is also our probably our home base outs, right? That's a, we shot there over the Eight years, 20 times? Yeah, well, well... there's three different ones we went to, so we right. would pop it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the story is, and I don't know if he owned a piece of it when we started or not, but Lev loved that place. Steve Levinson is our executive producer. I think he owns a piece of it now. I have no idea, but he loved that place. He took me there one day, and it just it just fit everything we did. It was a perfect spot. It was and outside. It was beautiful. The Melrose one. Right. There was yeah. one on Sunset, one yeah. in Santa Monica. Yeah, right. there's a bunch of them. The food's great, but it was just a perfect looking place for us. And, and we'd stockpile it like a trout pond. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's where all my friends, like, if they're ever going to come to LA, they always be like, can we go to Earth Cafe? I'm like, you know, it's not really, it's like that, but it's not fully like that. Yeah, I mean, they're it's, a little it's a coffee like, shop. Where's all, where's all the models? <laughs> great tomato soup, though. Either way, no matter who's there, yes. and a great chocolate chip cookie. Um, Jesus, a chocolate chippy? Did they name that one after you, Doug? I don't think they did. I don't know if Jerry knows about that. Do you know about that, Jerry? Of course I do. I was yeah. there, I think, when it happened. With Lucas when and Maya? I, Jay, the kids. I was either there when it happened or we hung out shortly after. I remember the devastation. Jerry, Jerry, (laughs) actually, to be honest with you, I think Jerry was there. My, I think it was my kids and Jerry when Connolly removed, unceremoniously removed my name from the menu (laughs) at goal. He pulls the general manager aside, Jay Seals, and says, Jay, the kids are upset. (laughs) (laughs) He always does. Does Jerry know Robbie Berger? Because Connolly always does Robbie Berger uh, impressions. I know Robbie. Hilarious. All right, welcome back. Jerry Ferrara, Cleveland, Ohio. And we're talking episode two, season six. So the next thing, which is, you know, one of the funny scenes of, of the thing, we get to the office where they're going to do this commercial. Chang Chung's office. And Jerry Turtle is talking about, you know, they're getting a half a million dollars for this episode. And you make some for good commercial. points. Yeah, for the right. commercial. Right. Why not do, you know, one of these every day? <laughs> you know? And so let's do 360 commercials a day and <laughs> 500 grand, you know. It this is the something. one line that bothers Doug. Doug's like, there's only one vile line in the, in the show, but I think it, it's it's funny. I didn't think it was that. It doesn't bother me uh, at all. I think it's funny as hell. Kevin Dillon's line. Yeah, two what, of them. what was it? I, the, I the didn't Valtrex. get to see the episode. Oh, the Valtrex. I say, <laughs> what, how does it? What's how does it tee up? I remember my first commercial. You're like, yeah, it was Valtrex. <laughs> yeah, and and you would think like, you'd be embarrassed. So bought me my Fiat. Yeah, <laughs> I recall that was yeah. The line. Just just he may not want it, and I'm not even saying I'm 100 percent sure. But the Valtrex line may very well have been a Rob Weiss line. It sounds it like sounds it. like a Rob. <laughs> what line, but sure. anyway, it was a great line. It made me laugh out loud. And to the PC police, it's funny. But this whole episode in watching it 
could be on network television pretty easily. It is not vulgar. It is not anything. So I like the part where we're in the uh, in Chang Chung's office, and it's the scene with the interpreter. Were they they're really speaking Chinese? Who? Where do they? Yeah, come they're from? speaking to me. I mean, and, and my girlfriend's friends with with Ron Yu, and who's the plays the director. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, but he's, who's an awesome actor. He's a good actor. He's, he's worked he's... with Khan on Hawaii Five O and a million things. But anyway, he's he's a great actor. And um, Vanessa Branch plays the interpreter. Does she speak Chinese? Or did she learn it for the role? She speaks. <laughs> can you? Imagine? Well, she was a good actress. I don't know. Pretty. Can you imagine she learned Chinese for that role? <laughs> that would be some commitment right there. But she was great, and, and she was British and spoke the language and did a great job of it. And you really felt like in that scene, like the commercial, which turned out to be amazing, Pretty was awesome. going to be amazing. So, Dylan, this is, the, you, you're, this is your fun. I mean, I, you had me dying when you did your... The com- oh, well, well, you talk about you and Brandon Lee hitting Mandaret three times a week <laughs> and the Lee family practically adopted you. Yes. And then you do the wah. And I don't know, it'd be tough to pull off. I don't oh, know. yeah, that was uh, with Bai Ling when we did the karate stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, not a lot, there's not a lot of actors who could pull that off. Like, well, actually, I can't. I, I did a little Bruce Lee thing. I was going, wah. You know, one of those. Yeah, but you bring you bring a comedy level to it, but you don't feel over the top. And just a little aside, I was going to Mandarin at that point. It was right near the office three times a week, and that's how it got in there. Beverly but. and Dylan's Orlando. on fire in this episode, man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Dylan has like, it's the kind of performance where it's like, if you equate it to basketball, it's like, oh shit, all right. Dylan hit a couple of threes. The next thing you know, look at the box score. Dylan has eight threes. He's just fucking <laughs> murdering it. Like, you crushed this episode, dude. It is Thank funny you, shit. You really did. Kevin. So did you, Jerry. You were great in the this what episode. Am I? What am I? It's, it's a top five. What am I You're not okay. working? What am I? Wood? <laughs> what, what am I not working? <laughs> what am I not in the episode? <laughs> Kev, you know this is the what am I not working episode. We're gonna, we're gonna oh, get that. that, that we'll this get there. This, this episode. Yeah. We're gonna oh get gosh. to Dylan and I almost having breeze a fight over a couple scenes before that. No, um, I'm not breezing over anything. But I like how everybody's uh, telling everybody how great they were. But. Jerry and nobody told me anything. In fact, I feel very left out. Jerry and Dylan did steal this episode 100%. They <laughs> yeah. did. And you know, uh, it was funny though. With, yeah. with the nunchucks, I was messing around with the nunchucks and I bobbled them. I'm pretty decent with the chucks. Yeah. I can uh, spin them around a little bit. You guys used the worst take of me like bobbling the chucks. It was very funny. But. Yeah. And then, uh, Dylan had the funny line Dylan's rocking the yellow belt. And I know it says I earned green, but the yellow makes my eyes pop. But yes. also, the even funnier line was when Dylan, uh, Vincent Drama walking away and Drama says, come on, Vince. So be like the old days before these jerk-offs. Just you and That's me, That's my bro. favorite Just line like, of the whole episode. Jerry, <laughs> I was going to say that. That is my favorite line in the whole episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was an improv line. Uh, that was mine. Oh! That was mine. Oh! I, there, wow. There wow. Shots fired. There's it's no not way, the script. There's no way I would deny it. I, I added that. I can... Pull up the script tonight and look at that. Yes, look let's it up. do that. But you added jerk off to it because <laughs> I was like, just like the, just because that's a line you used a lot. But I was like, ah, oh, just like the good old days, just you and me, bro. I'll tell you, and I am, and then you said, add that before these jerk offs were around. I, I am, recall that's so, the way. Right, it went so down. we're taking 50 50 uh, yeah, partnership with the IP. Jerry, who gets 40. the IP here? He gets forty. I am. I am there. not going to even debate it. But if you did come up with it, it was it was a genius idea because when I watched it now, which I really I don't remember that. I'm sure maybe you did, but it really was. It was a great moment. It wasn't just funny. It was really like a nice moment. And I love the shot. And you're walking away with these beautiful lawns and it stupid looking yellow belt around my waist. <laughs> so, awesome. you know, for the listeners, like I, I could tell you from my point of view, because um, we walk off. But a lot of the times on our show, because, this, you know, when we do a lot of these big wide like walking talk kind of stuff and Dylan and Adrian are walking off. 
I was hustling around to the monitors to Video Village where you and the director and everybody is because I and I would throw the headset on just to hear that line because it was funny in like rehearsal. So as mid take, literally. So when I disappear, I am running around to where the monitors of Video Village are, throwing on a headset <laughs> just to hear Dylan go. It'd be like the old days before these jerk offs were around. These <laughs> you genuinely believe Johnny here. Drama appreciated the time when E and Turtle were not around. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But Jerry, I just need to know if my own ego, do you recall whether that was an improvised line? I knew you were thinking that, Doug. I could see well, it. It's well, I don't recall. Once he said rehearsal, made me go, well, if it was in rehearsal, Doug's maybe. eyes lit up when you said that because Doug was like, hmm, maybe it is in the script. And I really don't recall, I, and that's like right on. The, I could see you writing the line. I could also see Dylan improving that line. It could have been that's a hybrid. close. With, it's with, tough with to him call. adding to another it. ten ten round. It was but, one of those Julian Farino didn't doesn't cut. He'll let you keep walking and walking, and I just added it because it's behind us. I just added as we kept going. You said throw it before these. The only reason are. I'm even even asking because it so speaks to my entire self hatred that I watched this episode <laughs> and like. That's my favorite line, and it turns out <laughs> that turn, I didn't, didn't write it. I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You may have. I, I feel like I... But. I'm going to look at the script, which, which just on a little aside, I just want to throw out Jerry, and I want to try to get you to commit to this, but we have an Entourage episode that was written that was not approved for the original, original pilot that we want to do a reading. We want to do a table oh, reading yeah. of, and we, we just want... We have to cast Vince. Yeah, we have to cast Vince, Jerry. So uh, at this point, we... unless you we have to cast... Adrian won't do it? Adrian won't. He'll do it. He won't do it. We can't get him on the podcast. He wants nothing to do with the Victory Podcast. Really? We have to recast him. Have, has anyone talked to him? We got John Mayer. We're, we're talking John Mayer, Stamos, <laughs> Jerry Stamos. threw Kevin Hart in the mix. I don't know. Any, <laughs> the audience, don't DM us on the main page who plays Vince who, in the table. Who read. could play Vince? I know. Here's here's people who have committed Hold if on, we wait, want. Doug, Doug. Oh, slow down there Connolly. you're having too many irish crickets so good jerry who do you think the ones i've gotten for sure like commitments bob saget will play vince if we want anyone that <laughs> yeah, comes but he's not gonna get the job i love bob but he's not vince i'm just asking jerry ferrara who he thinks john mayer it's my get john, john mayer would be i mean good. john mayer would would certainly uh Put a loving twist on bill it. and do a good job i mean saget's hilarious so it'll definitely be a funny a funny read. Uh, it depends on what you're going for. Um, I got it. We'll get my brother Matt. Oh, oh. then we'll really be brothers. Stopper. We'll really be. Then brothers. we gotta sell tickets to this thing and I'll make it a pay per view. Get him in. I'll see if I can. By get the way, then we gotta make this a pay per view because that is that would be insane. <laughs> Let me not ask you a mean question though, because again, I I really do. I love Adrian like a brother. But if Matt Dillon shows up and wants to play Vince, and all of a sudden Adrian calls and says, "I'm in," what do we do? He's Adrian. Sorry, we'll get you in on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> or you could play Ari because we ain't getting Ari Wait either. A so. We just gotta talk to Adrian. He'll do it. Maybe well, you could call. Luck. You it, do I'll it. call him. You call. He doesn't call me back. I offered. We did speak right when the podcast started, and he said he would. He's a he supporter. Would, he would support it, and he, which he hasn't. But but he would support it, and then he would get back. He has not gotten back. First of all, he's a great friend of yes, all of us. So I, love I don't want to make, make it sound no, like no, he's, no. We're right. very clear about that. Let's yeah. be clear. We Adrian, want Adrian. Adrian's a brother. We want Adrian. We would have to fire Matt Dillon. I mean, Matt Dillon <laughs> could play Ari though. But I'll anyway, tell you said that. Bro. But I oh, no, don't tell Matt. <laughs> I still so, <laughs> go Matt Dillon. Still, I love Adrian. Did Matt anyone watch my bodyguard this week? I did, by the way. Anyway, watch <laughs> my bodyguard. But what I will Classic say is, movie. I offered to donate to Adrian's thing. I put it on his page to the whales to anything he wants. Um, so I've I've now offered money to get Adrian on this podcast. So I'm not coming in next week if you don't give me some cash. <laughs>
this is a, a, a question, and maybe I'm making this up. So Scott Wick's house, right? The producer. I Hancock get Park. In Hancock Park. Is that Shane Black's house? I believe it was, but okay, I don't want so to swear to it. there's a famous, that's a, the, the house that Scott Wick lives in is, is belongs to a writer named Shane Black who wrote Lethal Weapon movies. He's like uh, a, He's written like a lot of movies. An A-list writer, and it's like a notorious famous party house, right? As far as I know. Right. And the guy that answers the door that says, uh, not my dad, but my daddy, that's Matt Dallas, right? Yeah. He's like, he went on to have a, a great career, He right? got a series right after it. I forget what it was called, but he got a series right after it. And and Stanley DeSantis, we should talk about, who Mr. played- Scott Wick, right. Played Scott Wick, was a great actor and, and passed away. And I know, Kevin, you wanted to talk about that day because that day was a brutal day. Again. Right. It, it just goes back to what we were talking about. And, and to open this up, I would say that like Stanley DeSantis was an amazing actor. And if you look at his body of work, the guy is, was an old school actor and he took it very seriously. But again, it was that one of those days where there were seven pages in a bunch of locations and he was in the first scene and he, he something was off. And, you know, immediately we jumped to conclusions and it, there was, we didn't really feel like we got the scene. We had to move on. And I remember I'll always feel guilty because I just kind of walked up. I was slightly annoyed because I don't know. I didn't think, I don't know. I didn't think we were getting the effort from him. And, and, and he had passed away like a few weeks later because he was really sick with AIDS and he didn't want to quit. He wanted to come in and, and he wanted to, cause he was a real actor. And it's just, there's a, a big lesson that, I've I've never forgotten, and all these years later rings very true that you really just don't know what people are going through unless you're walking around in their shoes. He was a real actor, and he was an old school pro. So yeah, and the lesson truth, learned. And the and and the truth is, fortunately for everyone, he came out great in the episode. He and sure he, did. And he really was like he came back. He had he had scenes after that. I believe. No, he had scenes before that when he was in fine. Car, so when he yeah. came out on that day, it was like, what's wrong with this guy? You know, yeah. like it was. Yeah, so. The whole thing was really sad. So it's a lesson learned, which yeah, is why no I'm always nice to Dylan when he shows up in the morning, even if he's angry, because I <laughs> don't know what he's going through. I know traffic from Malibu is tricky. So. Jerry, Dylan walked in here this morning without a phone in a bad mood because he scratched his car. <laughs> my, my gate shut on my car. There's branches all over. My pool looks like a swamp. Look at Jerry. Jerry, Jerry does not. Jerry does not look sympathetic. He's like, all right. <laughs> no, that's a rough start. That's, listen, that's a that's a rough that's a rough start. All right, so we moving on. We're back in uh, Vince some and positive Biling stuff. in a Vince, sex scene. Vincent Biling in a very PG sex scene. By the way, they could put they could put that on NBC I at eight o'clock. I don't know that PG. Is the but word. Connolly had an interesting question before we started. He wanted to know: Does Vince wear condoms ever? It just didn't look like a condom scene. <laughs> I mean, do you think there's little chases running around at all? This drama. I mean, how many? Jerry, what do you think? Did Vince was Vince a condom guy? Uh, they, <laughs> this is like an impossible to answer question. We'll right. never know the answer. Obviously, <laughs> I I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> I wouldn't put my money on it at all. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so hopefully there's no chase kids running around. So, but we get to the tournament. Jerry's playing this little kid who's fantastic and funny, who has no respect for Turtle at all. And uh, Turtle's carrying, you know, Turtle's carrying a cup of urine into this <laughs> into this tournament. Which I think, you know, I remember when we were talking about the idea. It seemed 
Like, is he really going to buy it? But we played it really straight and where Vince plays it as a joke and Turtle really cares and goes to the goes to the famous black hack that we never met who we've talked about so many times. The first and only time I think we see black hack, right? Played by D-Ray, who's hysterical. First and only time we've ever seen him. And then I will say, I believe, if memory serves me correct, I, sorry to do this to you, Doug. I think I'm remembering another improv line. <laughs> that was not the, mine. The tile? It was when I say with the urine, what am I supposed to do with this now? I think Connolly improv off screen, drink it. I think. <laughs> I think that yeah, was. I like I'm not even trying to. For sure. I'm sounds not even like trolling you right now. I, say, I very unfunny. Connolly might have off camera threw in a drink it. Do you know what the real sad part is? I'm telling you, the two things I laughed at this morning was that and this. I think there's something subconscious about me that knows I didn't write it. I, I just don't, don't. Jerry, are you sure? It just doesn't. You know me. I'm not an improv guy. After you guys made fun of me, the when robber broke into the house. Could it, be a robber, a it, burglar, a burglar. It feels like it feels like an improv line, and uh, I guess everyone's got one lucky shot. Hey, when you shot. got it, you got it. You got it, you got it. Maybe you should just do Curb now, Connolly. You should call Larry David and see, uh, tell him you're a master of Season improv. 11 of Curb, Connolly, David. All right, so uh, what uh, else do you guys want to talk about? Because we get to the commercial. Which, the commercial speaks for itself. It's fucking awesome. Commercial speaks for itself, which Julian Farino... Got Longest commercial of all time, by the way. <laughs> it was a long commercial. But I think well, those European like commercials, commercials are. Yeah, those okay. Europeans. No, it was, it was a minute. It was like a minute 30. Those really? Europe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're 90 seconds. You got Brad Pitt. You're doing a 90 second commercial. You ain't doing a 30 second spot for six million. Yeah, they right. do those long. And they also, they'll sh- they used to anyway, they would show them in theaters, you know, around oh, yeah. Europe yeah. and Asia and stuff. So the, the commercial was phenomenal. And uh, Kevin Dillon, of course, which was not improvised, gets the great, <laughs> great laugh when he comes in and yells, hey, bro, in Chinese, which is just one of my favorite moments. Dylan, were you, did you say, hey, bro, in Chinese? Did they give you the words for that? I don't or did you say, hey, recall. bro, and then it was dumb. Yeah, I think it's I said, dumb. hey, bro. It, yeah. We, we wanted it bad dubbing. Well, so I said, it, uh, drink this. Yeah. But, and it was like in subtitles or whatever. Yeah, right? but we added the Chinese language. Whoever yeah. says it, I don't remember. <laughs> I was going to say, too, the, uh, Jerry, did you, Doug and I were talking about this before, when some of the stuff where it's clearly not Grenier, I, Doug, why do you keep scratching your balls? I'm not scratching my balls. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I play very Stop high. scratching your balls. <laughs> I play very high level pickleball, and I, I injured myself, <laughs> and it's hard for me to sit here. Play a little pocket pool there, buddy. Somebody get this guy a few more balls and an extra set of fingers. <laughs> just the fact that Connolly's eyes are gay is are fucking locked well, on my groin. Staring at his crotch. I mean, he's like in his little fucking weird bubble boy booth and like looking at me. I don't uh, know. Well, what, what else am I supposed to look at besides you scratching your balls? I'm, not scr- I'm going like this. This is a stretch. Uh, I have a few things to add to like the commercial element of it. Um, we were talking too about those you know, like the the commercials in Asia and in Europe that never make it over here. But I I also thought it was so, this storyline was so far ahead too, because nowadays that would be like Vince is doing like an ad on Instagram. He'd be like hashtag ad and he'd be doing an Instagram story for some big brand and getting paid probably the same amount of things. So like, it really was a foreshadow of the things that are coming. It really was. I I, I don't know, like, if you knew that when you did it uh, or partially, but it really was like that whole kind of branded content. That's what I think that is now. I don't even know if you see as much of the commercial. I mean, you do that for the, like, the A-list, A-list guys, but nowadays there's so much of that branded content similar to in gaming on Instagram and 
for sure, Vince would probably have 25 million followers and he'd probably get paid half a million, million bucks for a quick little post. He'd probably just use the post of Johnny Drama, go and drink this, bro. That would be the whole ad. Do Jerry, do you think when it's obviously not Vince and he does the fake spin, did you think that was on purpose? Yes, I think so. I think, uh, I also think we're a little sensitive to the fact of like, you know, Grenier and like athletic stuff. But um, <laughs> I, I also think that that's part of it. Like the like Doug mentioned earlier, like the bad dubbing. Everything I think was like over-exaggerated. Totally. You know? so I, thought I, think it, I thought it worked. It totally worked. No, I think I think the commercial I- itself is perfect. Just the way it was shot. I, I even remember Adrian having to go for like sword defense training. Oh, like God. he actually went through a lot of the motions of training for that commercial. It was pretty cool. I remember that. I remember being jealous. Like that's kind of cool. He's actually doing the training with like sword fighting and stuff in real life besides the stuff with, with Bai Ling. So uh, I, that whole commercial, it's one of my favorite episodes. Um, but I really think it was one that if we were to make like the time capsule, if we would have did it then, that would have been the ones we put in. Like we're going to dig this up in 10 years and look at it and see where the world is. This episode would have been one of the more fascinating ones to dissect. Yeah. Hey, you guys, uh, where do you think this episode ranks? Because to me, it's top five. Really? Uh, yeah, I love this episode. I mean, it's so hard to say, especially like Sundance is coming up next. That's say, also top five. Potential two-parter. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, so far, I really mean this. Like, we've gone through, we're up to season two, episode six. They've really, they've all been great. I mean, you know, I think that, I've talked about this before, but I thought we kicked into our best level in episode three, season one. Like the first two I love also, but three kicked yes. it to another gear. And I feel like we've continued it on through this point. So we'll get to if we ever drop off where some people said we did. And I'll see if I notice it after all these years without looking back. But <laughs> where did they say we dropped off? I'm just curious. I think people... After see- season four? Maybe four or five. I don't I don't really know. I mean, it depends see, who you talk Five's one of my favorite seasons, I think. I um, it's hard to rank the episodes. I don't think I've ever actually sat down. I, I like, I kind of know like my, my one or two that are always like, to me, I look like the Sundance episode. Cause also that's the first time we really left town, yeah. you know, and gone yeah. outside of LA to do an episode. And I always love that kind of stuff. But like, then you, I put up like the Valley episode. I know is people's favorites. People oh, stand yes. by that's the Valley episode. That's yeah. a comedy. And that's, um, that's season three, I believe, correct? Season three, episode two. Right, but like wow. season five, you talk about like Joshua Tree episode, right. Vince getting fired, <laughs> which I think on a, like a real, and I don't want to force that you guys are going to get there, but like for some of the real ups and downs of an actor's life, like, like that to me was like the most bone chilling shit. Like Vince needing a job, taking a smaller role in a big movie just to get, and then getting fired. That shit was all very real. And I thought that was some of the coolest, like real inside of how up and down it is for an actor. Well, it's going to be interesting when we get there. Cause to be honest with you, I, I, you know, the haters, whatever the fuck they want to say, the show, we were fortunate. Our ratings went up every year and our ratings never did anything but go up. So, you know, there was, you know, they started to be, which which happens with a lot of shows, there started to be little sketches that we were repeating ourselves and this and that. But Too many a, characters. Too many new characters. <laughs> too little drama. There wasn't dialogue. enough, yeah, not, not enough turtle and drama. We need more. For me, it went Sundance, and I loved Welcome to the Jungle, 
And the mushroom episode, while miserable to shoot, <laughs> when you watch it, it was awesome. But that was just miserable. To well, shoot. we we should do a we should do an episode where we talk about our favorite yes. episodes. I know I loved Vegas episode, um, Grand Canyon, baby. Dylan, what about this episode? Would put it at a top five? For I just, you? just it was the story. Fun. I thought it was fun. I, I, lo- I love the storylines. You love yourself. The turtle right? storyline. I love the the karate stuff. I, I just thought it was fun. I love the commercial. You love yourself. I love myself. <laughs> well, I, I love you all, and I just want I just want to say, looking back ten years later, I'm watching the World Series in Tampa Bay. They win, oh and all of God. a sudden, did you see that, Jerry? They got Dylan greatest on, game of all time, by the way. They got, I think, but I mean, they got Dylan on the they got Dylan on the giant scoreboard at the Grand Canyon, going victory. And <laughs> the fact of the matter is. We've lasted this long. I, I've said this before. I feel like we're getting a little resurrection now and some of the PC police are disappearing a little bit and realizing that, like I've said before, this show, you can feel it in this room right now between the four of us was exactly what was in front of the camera, was behind the camera for the most part. We were close friends and the show was about friendship and loyalty. And Jerry, if we can get you back for Sundance, we should get yes. you back. Wait, but Doug, I feel like you're mad at me because of the pocket pool. Jerry said pocket pool. I, did I say pocket pool? <laughs> I mean, pool? come on. Jerry, oh, he's not mad. Jerry, can I? <laughs> Dylan goes to the bathroom six times a fucking session and nobody makes fun of him. Hey, Connolly's sneaking through the door. You don't see what he's doing over there. Yeah. Listen, you're a tiny bit Injury prone. I was with you for your last basketball <laughs> game. Doug, Br- Doug, all right, oh let me leave God. with a non-entourage story. <laughs> Doug and I started a pickup basketball game oh in LA that now, by the way, still to not obviously with COVID, but up until COVID was still going on still going. with like a core of like the same five people. Right? Really? Wow. But Doug's last game, right? And we were just all starting to really get in shape and play. Like, Doug, I don't know what caused, was it the ball hit your hand no, the wrong way no, or someone t- chopped you down? I can tell you what happened. So, and I just... I had just started dating someone. She was actually there. I ran into... Oh, right, right. You were playing extra hard. (laughs) And I ran... No, I ran into someone who wasn't even, like, strong. And I felt my hand. It felt like somebody shot me in the hand, okay? It was a very minor thing. And, like, I'm dating this girl for, like, two weeks. Tears start streaming down my face, but I'm trying to... crying. I'm trying to tough it out. And I, I remember, I just walked off the court, and everyone was like, where are you going? I'm like, home, and I... Mid game. I left. And so, never came back. And, that, and never came back. By the way, I've never played basketball again. So what happens really? is, so what happens is I go to like CVS. I, I barely know this woman and she's like an athlete and she, she's going, you Jewish boys are so sensitive, this and that. And I am trying to tough it up. I don't go to the doctor for five days. Trying to be tough and impress the girl. <laughs> turns out I broke my hand in two places. Broken hand. From, yep. I have no idea what. Wow. And, and one of the, we used to go off on, on us, Kevin. You, They'd be like, oh, you, you Irish guys are, guys are so Always like the way fragile. you moved without the ball, Doug. You were always good without the ball. Uh, Jerry, tell them about my court vision. <laughs> Listen, 12 years ago, that game is still going on. Doug Allen walked off the court and never to return. He did not pull a Willis Reed and come back <laughs> He's good with a bandaged up hand and shoot lefty to lead his team to victory. He said, you know what? I'm going to go play pickleball. And now is a really good pickleball player. He's good with a bunch of balls. Give him a bunch of balls. And- <laughs> well, anyway, Jerry, we'd love seeing you. If you want to come back for Sundance, obviously. Gotta we- have you back. We want you back every week. So yes. if you want to be a regular, we'll fucking take Dylan off the pumpkin and put your face on it. But you look great. And, um, um, that's it. That that wraps yeah. up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen at Mr. Doug Allen, but I don't care about that. Follow Victory the Podcast page. I'm Doug Allen, and this is Kevin Dillon at Kevin Dillon Official. 
Victory! You guys got to push that merch on those on those big pages. Get some merch. Get some shit on Jerry's face. Get some merch. <laughs> Jerry's got the face. I did, I, listen, I put I blasted out my stuff, and I was just wearing it yesterday. I should have took more pictures. I blast the Knicks hat is is ridiculous. Take some more yes. pictures, Jerry. We need you, Jerry. Love the Yankee you. one, but the Knicks one. Is the job. Oh.